Welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Bonvoy in 2021, including all of the promotions and perks that they're giving members to help them this year qualify for status into the future. Plus, an update on the Virgin Atlantic devaluation with Delta Awards. And then we will talk rant time with Mark's rant about reviews and why people get so negative in the comments when something goes wrong at a hotel. We'll discuss all of that plus rapid fires coming up right now. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for that. And if you want to dive deeper into the world of miles and points, consider our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. $10 a month gets you access to weekly bonus content plus private Discord and Facebook groups. Hope to see you there. Now, let's hit it. What's up, gentlemen? How was your week? Joe, we missed you last week. Yeah, I'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, been doing pretty well. Mostly doom scrolling. What about you, Mark? I will say uh, I was pretty accurate on my guess. I, I was pretty close to accurate of what happened last week when you d- vanished. You totally ghosted us, but I was like in the vicinity of accurate. So uh, definitely, you were that. you were you were definitely in the right uh, <laughs> body system. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, week's been pretty good. I actually got to do some uh, dining in restaurants. It's been shut down since mid-November, so no draft beer, no hot stuff unless you're getting takeout. So we did a cool thing at the Buffalo Wild Wings, met up with some buddies, and they have these outdoor, like, I wouldn't even call it a tent because they built, like, legit structures that have glass and it has electricity and it has a fan and they have heaters and it's like welded steel around the outside so they're pretty uh, serious structures most places around here have done like the cheap little tent things where you're still pretty cold while you're in it and this was pretty cool and it's uh on a patio overlooking a lake like up on a cliff overlooking a lake so really cool scene um and it was just nice to like have a normal meal at a restaurant hopefully things open up again next week but that was fun we had to spend a hundred dollars within two hour period and if you didn't hit that mark you just buy a, a gift card to make up the difference and stuff so i thought that was a pretty cool system they set up so are they gonna you think they're gonna have these past COVID? i you post you posted pictures on twitter i should mention so if people want to see them they can see it and we asked her we're like how much did these cost she's like a lot like it cost four thousand dollars just to run the electricity and get the permits and all that stuff so they're this is like a long game for them that i think they'll use them throughout the wind, winter but you know once COVID isn't around or restrictions are lifted or whatever, people could just eat inside. But I do still think they'll take advantage of the outside space because you're getting, you know, the lake views and stuff. And it's just kind of a cool atmosphere. They have lights around them at night and everything. So I think they'll still use them. Uh, The problem is like setting them up each year, but I do think they'll use them each winter and, and add a little bit of more revenue that way. So hopefully they make their money back. But so Joe, you want to tell your story or Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for covering for me last week. I can't remember how I cut it exactly. But like at the very beginning of the recording, you might have heard me for like one second. And then I just totally disappeared. You know, I was recording with you guys. And then I heard this like very loud screaming. And if you're a parent, you know, the difference between like normal screaming and like real screaming, like Jess was sitting here while I was recording. She went when she first heard the screaming and then like my brain took another two seconds to process and I was like, oh, this is serious. Uh, so I ran away. So the short version is uh, my son swallowed one of those glass decorative pebbles that you would like put in a vase or something like that. We can laugh about it now because he's fine. But it was uh, and, you know, Mark's These look like jelly beans. 
Oh, did I not even tell you guys how it happened? It's not. I mean, no, he's five yeah. years old. He's he's not a moron. He didn't just put it. in... Well, he is a moron, but not. He didn't put it in his mouth to just swallow it. No, him and his sister, they share a room. So sometimes they like, you know, hang out in each other's beds when they're supposed to be going to sleep and they're like playing around. And she was like trying to show him a magic trick where she was trying to drop the marble and like catch it or the pebble and like catch it and be like, oh, look, it disappeared. And, you know, he was lying down. She was sitting up. And so she dropped it, did not catch it, dropped it straight down his esophagus. You know, I think it was a hole in one. (laughs) So, I mean, like... He That's said, impressive. I tried to get it out. That's magic. He's... Yeah, exactly. Well, the real magic was, first of all, if you're a parent and you've never had to deal with this, well, I hope you never have to, but as long as it's not a button battery or something that's irregularly shaped, you know, something glass and smooth like that, we call the ER and stuff like that. And they were like, don't come in, just wait. Uh, unless he complains of you, like huge stomach pains, you know, he'll be fine. And so what I had to do was you have to make sure it comes out. So... You know, for the next couple of bowel movements, I had to go digging. Uh, luckily, we still had a toddler potty. So, um, you know, we had him go in the toddler potty. So it's funny now. You know, I can laugh about it now. Anyway, my real, like, my real kind of failure it's like those, in this it's whole like entire those, thing. It's, wait, it's like those uh, those kits you buy where you dig through the sand or, uh, to find a fossil. Yes. <laughs> that you buy for yes. the kids. Yes, my my daughter is actually really, you know what? I should have had her do it. She's really into that kind of stuff. Luckily, we have a dog, so I have doggy bags on hand. So I would just like, you know, I went to go pick up the poop with the doggy bag as if I was like outside. We're getting really, we're getting really into this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, my, <laughs> my, big, my biggest regret, my biggest regret is I took, we threw out all those stupid pebbles because um, they've been a real source of consternation even before this. But I had one that was clean and my plan was when it passed, I was going to take the clean one and toss it at Jess and be like, I got it. But unfortunately, I didn't have it in my pocket when I found it. I had to run to my desk to go get it. So when I gave it to her, she's like, you're an idiot. She's Prior like, proper she's... planning prevents piss poor performance, Jim. I know. So <laughs> Poor piss performance. Sorry. Sean messes it up every, every single time. <laughs> so anyway, he's fine. It's a funny story now. Uh, we are not telling the three-year-old the story because we don't want her to get any ideas. <laughs> You know, she's definitely maybe not smart enough to not try it herself. But yes, if your child ever swallows something that is smooth and made out of glass, they'll probably be okay. So I'm glad he's okay. But yeah, thanks again for covering me last week. It was pretty freaky at the time. I do have a similar story to that when my daughter was like three, maybe four, and my son was at school and she was home and I was, I think I sold something on eBay and I was kind of packaging it up and we had like that, those sheets of styrofoam that kind of like pull out in like one big long um, roll. So you just pull out a sheet, rip it off and stuff and you can wrap stuff in them. So I had it out because I was wrapping something up before I put it in the box and I kind of left it out and she's like crying all of a sudden and I'm, what's going on? She's like, it's up my nose. It's up my nose. I'm like, what's up your nose? So I look up there and there's like a, a, sliver a a pretty decent sized piece of styrofoam that she had like snorted up her nose and i was like what what were you thinking why would you do this you never have done anything like this she's like i don't know i don't know so she's crying and i'm like blow and she was at the point that she didn't know how to blow her nose yet so when she went to blow she sucked in like like breathed in really deep and made it go even deeper and she has a tiny nose with tiny nostrils so there's no way for me to like get up there and pull it out and i'm like freaking out because i had to leave to get my son i'm like now we have to go to like the hospital to get this pulled out and stuff and she starts crying and breathing in even deeper and i'm like no stop that's gonna go down your throat 
And then uh, I'm like getting stuff ready and ready. To, we're ready to get in the car and go. And she's like, oh, oh, here, daddy, it came out my mouth. <laughs> so she was crying and breathing and hyperventilating so much that she snorted it up and it just came out her throat, down her throat, down her mouth. <laughs> so crisis averted. Saved you a, but yeah, I was late. I was nice late step. to pick up. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's, it's kind of amazing. Like you think kids are like super fragile, but they're also like incredibly resilient and they also heal like Wolverine, you know, if they That's get true. like big cuts and stuff like that, like they're gone in like days. Someone said once in a while in the chat, they said once in a while, you think a kid is a good idea. And then you get one of these stories, which, yeah, I mean, you never you forget know, when, it. So when the kid, when the kid is taking care of you when you're older and they're, they're putting on gloves to take care of your poop. That's when the payoff is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the circle of life, baby. The circle of life. Actually, that's when I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going to be like 80 years old. I'm like, you see this marble? I'm going to eat this right now. Have fun with this, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the, the show. And we're going to start by talking about a serious subject really quickly because we record the show on Tuesdays, but it's released on Thursdays. And last week between recording and release, obviously something big happened in the country and Joe and I were talking about it in Mark, and we thought we should address it in some way. And on the Disney Hacks podcast, I had read what Bob Chapek had written about uh, what happened at the Capitol, and I thought it was a good statement. And we're not political on this show, and we're not trying to be political in any way. And so I thought this was a good, positive message. And then we'll get into the, the rest of the show to talk about miles and points in travel. And this is what he had to say. Yesterday was a sad, and obviously it was written the day after. Yesterday was a sad and tragic day for our country. One unlike any other in our history, what we saw was an egregious and inexcusable assault on America's most revered institution and our democracy. Thankfully, the democratic process that we hold dear ultimately prevailed. Now, more than ever, it is imperative that we come together as one nation, united by our shared values, including decency, kindness, and respect for others. We should seize this opportunity and move ahead with optimism and hope for a better, brighter future for all of America. And uh, I know I like those words. And... Um, I think they give me great hope. And uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? Just super disturbed. But uh, our democracy has survived a lot of things. And, you know, looking forward to it surviving this one as well. All right. And with that said, let's talk about our favorite program that we love to hate, Marriott Bonvoy. Because they actually did some cool stuff, you know, this for 2021, announced a lot of stuff. And my favorite title on Miles to Memories of the Year is Getting Bonvoyed Could Actually Be a Good Thing in 2021. What? Did you no. write that or did DDG write that? He, he did it. I was going to say. I was he, gonna... Did it. he did it himself. So you can't yeah, get That was a pretty good title. <laughs> it was a great title. I Mark taught him well. Mark taught him well. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of things that they announced that's going to make getting elite status in 2021 much easier. So, I guess I'll go over just a few of the things and then we can talk about if we're going to do anything about it, how it changes our stuff. So the first thing is 50% elite night credits in 2021. So based on your status in 2020, you'll get elite credits that are equal to half of what it normally would be to qualify. So if you had silver status, you're going to get five extra elite night credits. Gold will give you 13, platinum 25, titanium 38, and ambassador 50. And that's before you even you know stay a night in a hotel. It's also separate from the credit card nights that you get because you can also get up to 30 credit card nights, 15 from having a Bonvoy personal card and 15 from having a Bonvoy business card. So people could actually start like, for instance, I had platinum status. I mean, I had gold status, sorry, last year. So that would give me 13 
plus 30 from the credit card. So that'd be 43 just to start. You need 50 for platinum. But they're also doing some other stuff. You're also able to get double points and double nights for two or more night bookings from February 16th through April 27th. And uh, they've extended certificates. Points still don't expire until August. So if you had points expiring and they've done, they've also extended elite status. So if you had elite status last year, you have it this year. But the big news I really think is these 50% elite night credits for people who had status and then uh, the double credit for stays coming up because that means that a lot of people with just a couple of stays, maybe even people don't even need stays if they have the credit cards in order to get status for basically now through 2023. Are either of you guys going to uh, take advantage of this? Negative for me. I don't have either um, credit card, so I'm not getting that boost. If you have both credit cards, then this is a great, great boost. You have short term. You can, like we were talking to Ryan today. He's at a, staying at a Marriott right now, and he had to extend it because of some medical issues. So he's, he's like, oh, I'm only, after this, I'm only like five days away when you add in the, you know, my status from last year, the credits I get, the credits from the credit cards, you know, and then this stay, which is like 10,000 points a night. He's like, I'm, I'm already there, so I might as well just go finish it out. So I think it's good for, for people in that type of situation where you're already so close. But for somebody like me that's starting with not much, like I think I have gold status from, you know, the Amex Platinum, so I'll get some nights from that. But without the credit card nights, I don't, it doesn't entice me much at all. <laughs> I already requalified for a globalist through 2023 and i already kind of regret that but no going back on that one so uh well why do you regret it though why don't you say i mean i did it on a whim it's over and so uh you know i can't go back i the reason why is i just i guess i have two years and change to use it so maybe i will get good use of it but um so I, i don't know if i regret it but i know it's like it'll be dicey how uh, well I can use it. But anyway, with that on the books, you know, I'm not going to add another status, especially with Marriott, which, you know, I have not stayed in one of those for like four or five years. So I'm going to pass on this, you know, ride or die with globalists. Here we go. So I was looking at my accounts the other day and I happened to have quite a few free night certs from Marriott because I had the business card and I have certs that I've just kind of been punting down a couple of years ago to get the Southwest Companion Pass before they changed the rules. I cashed in a bunch of Marriott points and got a seven night free night certificate that I still haven't used that I've kept putting off. So there is some value. I do expect to be staying at a Marriott this year and there are some, there's some value for me. I only have the business card, so I have 15 nights from that and then 13 nights from the gold. But if I was to get the personal card, then that would bring me up to 43. And then essentially, uh, you know, just a couple of stays would get me, you know, four nights, I guess, would get me the status with the double thing. So, I mean, that's really, really low barrier to entry. But the problem is, yeah, is the value going to be there? And even if I stay seven nights using my free nights, my seven night cert, and then the couple other free nights I have, am I going to stay there outside of those? Because, you know, it is going to be some sort of a, a commitment in order to do that. And then the other consideration is if I get a personal Bonvoy card, which is what I need, if I get a chase card, then I got to deal with there's other chase cards I'd much rather have. And then if I get the American Express card, that's a $450 annual fee. And do I need another card with $450 annual fee? Even though that comes with a sign-up bonus, a $300 um, Marriott credit uh, for the first year, which if I'm going to be staying at a Marriott resort, I would use. But kind of to your point, Joe, jumping through a lot of hoops there, does it make sense? At what point do you have too much status and not enough time to use it? So I'm kind of going back and forth on it. But 
I'm leaning towards doing it only because I do have that seven night cert that I'm planning to use. Any, any plans for you. work? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. I, I, I will say that the Bonvoy Brilliant card, the one from American Express, has an increased offer, 125 k and it ends tomorrow as we're recording this, so the day before this comes out. And that comes with platinum status for a year up front, plus 100000 sign-up bonus, plus 25000 after the first year. So it's a good deal, but I'm not going to run in and try to rush to do that. I, I need to think this over a little bit more. And so that could kill it because in a couple of weeks, that offer is going to go down. It might not be as good. That might be enough of a value change to do it for me. But I also know that I don't want to rush out and apply for this card tomorrow based on this. If you're if you're kind of acting so rashly on something and you're not, you know, you're kind of hesitating, then there's probably a reason that you should just kind of hold off. And so that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, but I do know a couple people that are definitely all in on this. And I think a lot of people in this game are probably pretty close to at least getting platinum given the credit cards and the status that they get from elsewhere. Even Mark says he's got his 13 nights coming from his gold status that he doesn't even you know care about. So uh, definitely yeah, check to see where in, you sit with this in, promotion. <laughs> it'll come in handy with my 3,000 Marriott Bonvoy plants that I have in my account right now. Boom, which I think are totally... All from those, remember the NFL Twitter stuff that you used to be able to get like two years ago? I think those ones are from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing is we have a, a couple hundred thousand Bonvoy points between my wife and I, mainly because of just promotions this year on the on the cards that they had. The business cards had some spending promotions earlier this year. We maxed those out and you know we had some other points lying around. So we have to use those at some point too. So now it's another reason to maybe get invested in the Marriott system. And since I'm always accused of only going places that there are Hyatts, maybe this means I can travel more places in the world too. I can get beyond the Hyatt footprint a little bit, even though if you're out there listening, please, that was a joke. I don't only go where there's Hyatts. What you're saying, Sean, just makes me think. And also with my own Hyatt status, it's just, you know, status in so many ways feels like a trap because like once you have it, you feel like compelled to keep it. And, you know, like Mark was joking, but like, that is how they get you. They kind of have their hooks into you. Uh, you're hooked into the system and then you keep wanting to have it. And then sometimes you make um, bad decisions from that. Not that you necessarily qualifying for Bonvoy would be a bad decision, but you know, it's just, I mean, this is how they make money on loyalty programs, right? They kind of trick us into doing more than we would do otherwise if the loyalty program didn't exist. Yeah, and I think Benji always talks against elite status and why he doesn't understand it. But there are tangible benefits to elite status that you don't necessarily see on paper. And so if you are traveling enough and using it, I mean, at Hyatt, I've gotten, I can't even tell you the value I've gotten through just being able to get late checkouts, uh, just all the flexibility I get as a top tier member and asking, you know, for, for stuff, uh, you know, room upgrades, stuff like that. So just, you know, keep that in mind that there is value here, but there's also this trap that you can fall into where you think you're getting value and you're not. So definitely look at it, even though 2021 is probably going to be the easiest year to attain status in a number of different programs because of all these promotions. And it's probably going to be more tempting than ever, but just make sure it works for you. I do think for me it works because I travel a lot. I have a lot of plans to travel the next couple of years, but I think for a lot of people it may not, including uh, you gentlemen. But yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about with Bonvoy, you guys... Not the biggest fans of the program, but uh, they do have a lot of nice properties and a giant footprint across the world. So no matter what city you're in, you're, there's going to be a Marriott property, and that's uh, better than Hyatt, at least when it comes to that. Yeah, my, I mean, my main issue with Bonvoy has always been the the easiness of you earning their points. Like they're worth not they're worth a little bit more than Hilton points, but Hilton points are way easier to earn. 
I mean, their footprint is massive, so I get why people are a fan of them. Uh, you know, with Hyatt, you have the ultimate rewards transfers, which makes it easier to earn their points because you can earn five times ultimate rewards or three times ultimate rewards. With Marriott, you're there's really no avenue besides you know maybe the business card at a gas station if you're if you can max that out somehow. But other than that, I just same with IHG and stuff like that. If I can't easily earn points for free stays, then it's not a program I spend a lot of time focusing on. So that's kind of where Marriott falls into. I still do stay at their hotels a few times a year, but it's when there's nothing else available that works with my points. So going from a from a program you don't use too much, Mark, to a program that you use a lot, Virgin Atlantic. Last week, we talked about a devaluation coming for Delta flights or for transatlantic flights. And then we found out this week that it wasn't as bad as we thought, right? Or it's not going to happen right away. Yeah, they, uh, explain. it's still, and this is so bizarre by Virgin where it's it's kind of like they've changed some things and not changed other things and they're, you know, they're going back on some stuff. So it's all over the map, which I think is ridiculous on their part. And it doesn't make much sense, but the good news is flights to Europe on Delta are going to stay the same price, at least for the time being. Uh, so that means like a direct flight in Delta One is 50,000 points. Uh, in economy is 30,000 points one way. So that's really big. That's something that I take advantage of uh, quite a bit. Detroit to Amsterdam for 50,000 points in Delta One. And you can occasionally even get the suites with the door and everything on that route. So that's pretty big. I will say I have not really been able to find any Delta space on their site. So I don't know if that's an issue with all this going on or what's what's happening there. So yeah, the prices are staying the same, but I know people that have looked for the Detroit to Amsterdam flight out like a full year and they can't find anything. Uh, I even was looking at uh, some flights to Florida because I need to change some stuff up for visiting my parents. And, you know, on Delta, it was 14,000 uh, sky miles round trip and it didn't even come up on Virgin Atlantic. So I don't know what's going on with that right now. Hopefully that space comes back in and you can find it because you could easily find economy pretty much anytime you wanted to on a nonstop flight to Europe for 30,000 points and you can't even find that. So we shall see, but hopefully it's it stays good news. Yeah, good news, but we took all the availability away. So yeah, it's one thing or the other. Yeah, but yeah. it's going to be 50,000 points if you can find it. <laughs> one flight, one ticket for the next year. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good news for that. But hopefully people like you who have miles in their program can find some use for them now, you know, without it being devalued too bad before the carnage comes eventually. Hopefully. I was all ready to say last week, uh, if you all remember from a few episodes ago, I was like trying to move out some membership rewards points. So I was de deciding between Aeroplan and Virgin Atlantic. So last week I was going to say you know, before the whole incident, I was going to say that uh, I was very happy that I chose Aeroplan over Virgin Atlantic. Still pretty happy, even though who knows when I'll use those either. Yeah, Aeroplan had already announced like their changes. <laughs> yeah, just dumb luck. Just dumb luck. Although I would rather the prices be higher and actually be able to book them than them keep the old prices and have no availability so hopefully it's not some stealth devaluation where we don't see the availability at all and these things uh, will work themselves out now let's uh let's talk about rant time right because this this week on the site uh, ryan our contributor he wrote a review of the park hyatt zanzibar and along the way like he stayed at this hotel for a few days and in our internal work slack along the way we kind of were party to all of the issues he was having at this hotel as he went and you can check out on the website. We'll put a link in the show notes for the review, to which I want to just say Ryan did a really good job with the review. 
made sure to put all of the positive aspects, which is something that we try to do, but it came down in the end that just all kinds of things happened, all kinds of electrical issues and other issues with the hotel. And they ended up refunding all of his points. He actually used free night certs and they weren't able to refund those. So they refunded the points. So he didn't pay for the stay. And that's when people, I guess, in the comments started turning on him and giving him a hard time about it, saying he complained too much. He's trying to get free stuff to which obviously I know he wasn't doing that because we were behind the scenes. But there was also another review on Bougie Miles, Mark, right? That Bethany was describing a troubling situation down in the uh, Hyatt Ziva Cancun, where the security intimidated her and tried to make her feel unsafe. And it was a pattern of things that had happened. And the same thing, she gets attacked in the comments for that. And we've noticed this happening in pretty much any time that you say anything that's not positive about a property, you get attacked and told that you're a terrible person and all kinds of other things. And that I guess you had enough. So you wrote a rant on Sunday about this sort of phenomenon that we've discovered, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of like it just kind of happened all at one time. Like Sean had his uh, real review where they did a bait and switch and, you know, he paid for a room that wasn't even available and they knew it wasn't going to be available. They didn't say anything. They're just like, here you go. Here's your room and send them to a different tower. And they were still selling that room before, uh, you know, knowing that it, the tower wasn't open. So that was kind of shady stuff. And then Ryan had his issues, Bougie had his issues. And then at the same time, a comment came in on <laughs> Sean's Atlantis review like that day, which didn't make any sense because it was written like a year ago. But if you don't remember from an earlier podcast episode, like he had a pipe burst and his room was flooded and, and that was like the big issue, but there was a ton of other issues and they just, they didn't really do anything about it. And it was just a huge mess. And the comment was like, well, you didn't pay anything because of the partnership with Caesar Rewards in Atlantis. So what are you complaining about? And, you know, we see that with point stays like, oh, you use points. You, you're not like a real guest. Like you can't complain if you use points. Well, the hotel still gets paid for that stay if you use points and you're still giving up something of value when you use points. So you should be treated the same way no matter what. And the partnership with Atlantis is a gambling one. They want you to come in to lose money at their casino you know, they look at your Caesars account and say, hey, he's gambled here or whatever, or you have status, so you must be a gambler, which Sean isn't. He got it other ways. But you must be a gambler, so we'll let you come stay here for free, hoping that you lose thousands of dollars with us. So they offered that. It's not like he was, like, gaming it some way to, to get a free room. So just because it's free doesn't mean that you don't deserve serve good service. You know, it was offered to you free because of something, you know, because of some program. So that's kind of the first thing. And then the second thing is I think that anybody that writes about travel for a living, people just automatically assume that they're entitled or are looking for a way to game the system and stuff. And, you know, we've written hundred reviews on the site and compensation has happened, you know, 10 times or whatever. And we actually stay 75 to hundred nights. We're a group of seven travelers that write we stay a lot of nights, but if you do have an issue, that's something that you're going to write about because it's unique. You know, staying at a Hampton Inn in, in Dayton, Ohio with no no issues, you're not going to write that up. Nobody wants to read that. So we focus on the bigger properties, the more luxurious properties that people want to learn about. And then, you know, those are the things that you might have issues with. And if there is an issue, you're more likely to write about it because of that. You want people to know that you had an issue here. And just because you had an issue doesn't mean that somebody else is going to have an issue. This is a, a snapshot in time of this is what happened while I was there. It doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. It doesn't mean it's a bad place. 
but people automatically assume, assume you're trying to put down a hotel. And even when we write a positive review, usually the first comment is, oh, how much did you get paid to write this review? So it's just, I don't understand it. I think that was what the rant was more about. You know, people might think I was complaining or thin skinned and it really wasn't because none of the reviews were mine. Nobody complained. I didn't write any, so I wasn't upset about that. It's just, we're, we're trying to provide you information on a property you might want to stay at. And we're trying to be as thorough as possible. So I don't know why you would complain about that. And that's for all writers of travel. Like what's there to complain about? You might like the property and the person didn't like the property or the person liked the property and you hate the property. You can, you can say that that's fine. But why are you complaining about the review when they're just sharing their experiences and their feelings on it? I, I just don't get where that's coming from. Before you go, Joe, the thing that really upsets me is people trying to insinuate that like the people who write for the site, you know, that we're trying to complain to get compensation or we don't want to pay something. I mean, I have spent thousands of nights in hotels. The reason I walk into a hotel and know when something's right or wrong is because I have spent thousands of nights in hotels. That's it takes that a long flex, time. By the a way. Lot of it. No, it's not a flex. It's just saying that. Yeah, I, I can. That's see a that. flex. That's a flex. No, you spent thousands of nights in hotels. You said it. You, said it. Me, you did say it twice, traveling. Sean. You did say that. That <laughs> is a flex, and you should be proud of that, man. You should yeah, be well, proud I mean, of that. It's a lot of hard days on the road, Joe. But I mean, it, it just means in that some really you, crappy ones too. When you read a TripAdvisor review, you don't know what the what the person is there. They're also uh, completely anonymous. We've been writing reviews on our website for many, many years. Every brand subscribes to our website. Thousands of people read our stuff. We're not lying about stuff. We're not misrepresenting stuff because that comes back on us. You know, we're saying, here I am, Sean Coomer. I stayed at this property. This is what happened. This is documented. We're telling the brand that it happened. We're telling the hotel that it happened. And we're being completely honest about it. And then you can take what you want, you know, with that. But if the argument that kind of confuses me a little bit is that, like what you said, Mark, is they're saying, well, you know, you should just take whatever happens. I mean, you travel across the country to go to Atlantis, to the Bahamas, you take your family there, or you travel across the world to go to Zanzibar and things don't happen. I, they don't deliver on what they promised. Then you should hold them to account for that and do it in a respectful way, do it and treat employees with respect at all times, be respectful of the people, but also be respectful of yourself and your family and your own time. And uh, sorry, Joe, but that's, that's my little you know soapbox. And yeah, I don't think that any of us really have a, a thin skin when it comes to it. It's a little frustrating. And I think anybody who writes something, I think we tend to focus too much on the negatives because of course there's plenty of reviews that are, that are positive and we definitely appreciate everybody who reads our stuff, whether it's good or bad, because really the reason that we do it is for people to read it and hearing from you is, uh, is what's good. But yeah, it gets, does get frustrating when you, people, you know, try to hold you to an account that I don't think that they would hold themselves to. I think that they would complain if they run into issues like, like we do. And all I can say is that nobody that writes for the site is trying to take out hotels. They're not trying to hold anything over hotels. We're not going in there and saying, oh, you know who I am, give me this. You know, we're reporting our honest experiences and uh, we stand by every review. <laughs> I think I think everybody would freak out if a pipe burst and flooded their room. Like, there's nobody that would be like, oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, that no. was the, the best part of that experience. The manager <laughs> who I had to deal with was the worst. I part mean, of that Sean, experience. Sean did it himself. So, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> just to get a free room at Atlantis, Joe, just to get a free room at Atlantis. I, uh, yeah. If you want to hear that uh, Atlantis story again, uh, we replayed it in episode 72 uh, over the holiday break. So you can check that out. I got three quick things to say. 
The first thing is you brought this up in your rant, Mark, but uh, you didn't say it here. So I'll say it again. Like hotel reviews are garbage for page views and stuff like that. Like nobody writes hotel reviews to get page views. Hotel reviews are really like they're written to give people an idea of certain locations, but only a snapshot of what a writer's experience is in that location in that you know time that they stayed right but it gives you an idea of what things are like it fills out you can't just look at TripAdvisor and see how many stars it is right it just gives you an idea of the feel for what the hotel is and i use them like i know lots of people who say they always skip hotel reviews and actually i do always skip hotel reviews unless they're about the hotel that i'm planning to stay at right so i want to hear you know what people's experience are at those hotels and like what you're saying mark for readers to be like, uh, you're basically, if they're questioning you, they're saying your experience was not true. You know, they're basically questioning how you were feeling. They're invalidating your feelings at the time at that stay. They're invalidating what you're saying happened. And in some ways, they're calling you a liar, right? And I, I just, that's that's not acceptable behavior. I know this is the internet, right? But still, this is, it's not acceptable. Like people are just putting their stories out there to help people who are reading it. You know, like why do people have to be such jerks on the internet? Aside, as Mark said, we know we can see people can see your like I had a very small blog when I was writing it, but I can see your IP address and I can see that you keep using the same fake email address and just change your name to make it seem like multiple people feel the same way. Like newsflash, get a VPN. No, I'm just kidding. Don't get a VPN. Stop trolling. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joe hit his Did you just tell the so trolls good. how to troll, how to troll better? <laughs> Come on. If they're real trolls, they, they know what to do. They know what to do. But uh, yes. And I was so upset that I did hit my boom. The last thing I was going to say is, you know, I am a little different, like I'm kind of like an independent contractor, you know, but I am on Miles to Memories Slack. And I can say sincerely that when Ryan's stay was happening, when Sean's stay was happening at Atlantis and stuff like that, like the messages that we see on Slack are not like, oh, uh, except for from Mark, who is third party. And like, he's like, oh, this is going to be a good article. But besides from Mark, the <laughs> editor, okay. But, but but the people who are actually like in the experience, like when Sean was writing us on Slack during Atlantis, he was like freaking out, you know, uh, as much as Sean can freak out. But like, you know, he was legitimately disturbed, like worried for his family, you know, worried that there's water pouring down from the ceiling. Like he was not like, oh, how can I get this Atlantis hotel? Like, this is not what happens. And the same thing with Ryan in Zanzibar and, you know, Bethany is in our Slack as well. And so like when she was... I mean, there were times when she was writing us on Slack where I was like legit worried for her. So if you think you know what's going on, like if you think you would know what's going on in a writer's head when they're writing these reviews, like they're not writing these reviews to try to get something, you know, like I guarantee you if Sean wanted a free stay, he could talk to various hotels and he is enough of a readership that he could get free stays if he wanted free stays. Okay. Like. These articles are written to give you an idea of what happened in a certain trip. And so, you know, if you are a troll, um, you're probably not listening to this. But if you are listening to this, just stop it. You know, just let them write what their experience was and let people learn from that. Get off my I lawn. Joe, I think Joe's rant was better than mine. But uh, one thing I will. You saved all your rant for the writing. I saved it for verbal. 
one thing I will throw in there is like, you know, when you're telling a story that happened to you, it, it kind of rehashes it and it gets your, you know, your emotions involved in it again. So that does come out in the writing, you know, and, and maybe it shouldn't, I don't know, but I think, I think when somebody writes with emotion, it actually comes out better. You get a better sense of what was going on, what they were feeling. But I think a lot of people read these and then, you know, if something does wrong, does happen visceral feeling comes out because you were there experiencing it while you're writing it and other people are seeing it from you know a third eye view type of thing where they're they're like oh it wasn't that bad but you know you weren't there you didn't experience it when you had that a similar experience somewhere else and you tell that story to your friends or family or whatever that is how you felt when you were telling that story you know you kind of get into it and everything so i think that comes across in writing too and I, people don't always necessarily understand that. They think it should just be like a, a very bland retelling of what happened. But that just isn't the way it normally works. Because you do get emotionally invested when you're writing it up. So, And I think that's important. And I think it does add uh, value when you do put your emotions into the work. You know, somebody commented in our Facebook group that you kind of open yourself up when you're writing a review, you know, you you let people in. And I, I do think that's a, a part of it as well. So, and then the last thing I will say is just because somebody doesn't like a property that you love, doesn't mean that they're slamming your tastes or your likes, which I do think people get emotionally invested in these properties. Like if they've been to, uh, you know, the all inclusives in Cancun and love them and somebody else didn't have a good experience, they're like, well, What's wrong with them? Because I love it. So they must, there must be something wrong with them. Every hotel is great if no nothing goes wrong. Once something goes wrong, you see how well the management team works together. So I will say that just because we didn't like it or you, you know, doesn't mean that we think that your view of it is, is wrong or that you shouldn't like it. So that's something to remember. Yeah, Sean said the Yacht Club sucked and I didn't get offended. Exactly. Oh no, we exactly. had to get the Disney in there, didn't we? Had to get it in there. <laughs> well, we had it at the top of the show too, but uh yeah, I, I think that th I know this is a lot of inside baseball for people out there listening and don't want to go on too long about it, but I think the key takeaways here for anybody who listens to this show and reads the website is that none of us are going into any stay wanting to get something from the hotel. We all have miles and points. I've never walked into a hotel thinking how could I not pay whether it be in points or whatever I agreed to pay when I walked in the door. And I think that we all approach it that way. And we're all just trying to, to share honest experiences. And I know whether it's Ryan, Mark, uh, Bethany, whether it's on Bougie Miles or when she's written for our site, anybody, we're just trying to, to convey that. And uh, we do appreciate everybody. We do like to say it. Like you said, Mark, we do open ourselves up. And so we're not telling people don't criticize us. We're not telling people don't hold us to account. But... Uh, when you are a jerk about it, you know, you might get a little bit, uh, a little bit of a fight back. My favorite thing in the whole thing was, was somebody telling Ryan, oh, you must not travel anywhere because you don't know what you're talking about. You know, and then he posted back a map of like the hundred plus countries he's been to. Um, you know, we, we have traveled a little bit. We know what we're talking about and we share it with you. And it's a lot of work, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think any of us would, right? We, we definitely enjoy what we do. And I don't want this to come across as us complaining. Uh, because that's definitely not what no, it was. Yeah, I, and I love feedback, even if it's like, if you don't agree with with my review or my take or even like writing about credit card rewards or whatever, I love it. Like, I love to have that conversation, you know, just do it with some respect and, and some tact because just saying, oh, this is stupid, you suck. Like, what's the point of that? There's no, you're not going to learn anything. I'm not going to learn anything. So there's, 
a majority of the people that comment and and everything do it perfectly and and we have those conversations and some of them have changed my thinking and i hopefully i've changed some of their thinking and it goes back and forth but there's some people that just you know run to the comments right away don't even read the article and just automatically say you're wrong and in a normal post that's fine whatever in a review like this is your personal experience you're sharing your personal thoughts i don't think there really is a wrong like <laughs> it's just this is what i experience it's a retelling of my story like how can you tell me that's wrong that's that's where the rant really came from because i just didn't understand that if i'm saying hey i love ultimate rewards and you're like no you're an idiot i like membership rewards okay i get that go for it like we can have that discussion but a review is a review i don't know it's like trying to tell me that my experience digging through my son's feces is false you can't do that <laughs> i remember exactly how it felt and with that we're gonna go into it felt fire. bad <laughs> And with that, we're going to head into rapid fire. Mark, start us off. Yeah, my rapid fire is our buddy uh, Spencer at Straight to the Points launched his premium uh, award service. Uh, I know many people listening are uh, have been a, a subscriber to his email for, for many years. So he had always done it for free and he's kind of struck it out on his own and is starting to do a premium service where he's trying to give a little bit more than he normally would and, and focus solely on this. So you'll see a lot of a uh, lot more award alerts and as well as there's some other perks to it and you can pay for it with paypal so if you do that and you have an amex platinum credit you're knocking 30 bucks off the cost right there so check it out we'll put it in the show notes uh it'll be in around the web on wednesday so a day before this is released as well you know if you if that's something that you're interested in definitely uh subscribe and he will be on the podcast filling in for me next week so you won't have to hear my laugh He'll tell you more about it as well as talk about all the travel and bookings and fancy things he does. And make sure you call him Stewie when you see him in real life. <laughs> I can see all it. Right. And my rapid fire is the Amex gold card. We're getting the Uber credits. They had just said early 2021, but now we know the date. The big, big date is February 1st. So starting next month, if you have an American Express gold card, you'll get your $10 monthly Uber credit. So good news there. Make sure to add it to your Uber account. Joe? So we started the episode talking about DDG's uh, great title, and I chose my rapid fire just based on the title alone. Let me read it for you. What am I missing? Question mark. Why doesn't everyone think city thank you points blow? Question mark. Written by the one and only Mark Osterman. The only Definitely one a Mark title. Blow. Yeah. N not not sure how he got that past uh, the FCC or you know whatever Sean's. <laughs> censorship program is for miles to memories but uh you know mark does make pretty good points benji got pretty mad on slack not mad but yeah Ian, you know, Ian got way more mad because ian's a city thank you points fanboy but other than that so but yeah it's a it's a good comment on you know why thank you points don't work for mark okay they don't work for mark maybe they work for you and that's great um, but they don't work for mark and it really did resonate with me because i'm sitting on a ton of thank you points and you know, I have trouble using them at any point in time. And Ian and Sean and Benji, they chime in with all the different ways that they use thank you points. And I just feel like, you know, what am I missing here? Why am I not able to use it? So check that article I feel, out. I feel like Sean always says, oh, I love thank you points. I'm racking them up with my AT&T, but then never uses them. So I told, He's got I told too you many. today. He's we, got too we, many. We should talk about this on the podcast, but I told you today that the ones I, I actually use them, you, you say it's a downside that they have all these common transfer partners with other banks, but I actually use them for 
things like Singapore Air. That's where I've used the majority of them over the years because then I don't have to transfer other programs there. So that's been my benefit, whereas other people are using it for Turkish and other stuff that I'm not doing. So I, I will say I, there's um, definitely a lot of options with a commenter on the site. Made it, on the- uh, yes, we will. But a commenter on the site made a great point. See, we learn from comments. We learn from each other. And he said, you know, even I don't look at it as shared partnership as a downside, because let's say you wanted to book a family of four round trip, you know, to wherever, and you needed Virgin Atlantic, you can, you know, use some of your thank you points. And then you can also use your membership rewards, move them together uh, to fill out that spot. So he's like, I think that's a good positive of it that you can plug holes. So that is a good point. Just because they overlap doesn't mean that you can't, if you can earn them quicker with thank you points, and then you also have a stash of another points, combine them together by transfers. So that is a great way to use them. All right. And that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, when people aren't listening to this podcast, where can they find you? So you can find me at as Joe flies uh, all over the place, all over social media, and you can find links to all my stuff to all my stuff there, uh, DisneyDecipher.com for my Disney podcast. You know, things are ramping up because uh, travel's ramping up again. So if you're going to Disney World in 2021, check it out. Mark? You can also find him digging out his son's feces in his uh, toddler potty <laughs> Monday through Friday. No. You know, I forget I forget that, like, I know that every parent who listened to that story is just like, oh, whatever, you know? But I forget that people, of course, listen to the podcast who do not have kids, and they're probably, like, super grossed out by that so i apologize to those of you uh they turned you know, it off like in. three minutes and they're like oh they're skipping this episode <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway sorry uh yeah you can find me on twitter at detroit mark email me mark at miles to memories.com come to the website comment i'll get back to you there uh join our facebook groups i'm in there all the time uh become a patreon member if you want to involve yourself in this uh show live and make jokes and and tell us that uh we stink live in person then you can do that as well just like yvonne does how about you sean at miles to memories.com for uh, about 42 posts per week deals tips guides and then we also have our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash miles to memories for vegas stuff we have our disney hacks podcast if you like disney disneyhacks.com and uh so many good stuff and our mtm vegas podcast if people like vegas too on the youtube channel mark and i do a video podcast every single week talking about vegas so if you're not getting enough mtm podcast love check us out there and that's going to do it for this week thanks so much for listening bye see you next week see ya